Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Girl Power Hour. Um, I wanted to jump into some announcements, but first I want to let you know we do have uh, an amazing show for you today. Um, I have a returning guest, a special guest, Jamie Lerner, who was on the show uh, a couple of months back, and if you missed it, well, you can always catch that first show in the archive, um, but you certainly want to tune in and continue to listen today as she gives us more information about how to live our best life. So. We're going to have some great information from her, but I want to skip to some announcements really quickly just to get past these so we can have as much time with Jamie as possible. Um, first of all, I want to let you know that next week I am taking the week off. Um, that doesn't mean that I will be off from everything that I do, um, but I will be taking off from the radio show, so I'll be doing a rebroadcast um, of The Table's Turn, and this is the show where Elizabeth Harbin, our uh, psychic, our favorite psychic, um, actually interviewed me. It was a, we turned the tables and she interviewed me and, and instead of the other way around uh, about the Prince book that I put out. The uh, If you have not heard yet of the book, it's The Sky Was All Purple, a collection of love for Prince. And <clears throat> just so you know, I do have a, a request of everyone that loves Prince and that has had any experiences with him, whether that be when he was here in the physical realm or now that he has transitioned in the spiritual realm, I would love for you to send your stories to me because I am working on a second book. Um, if you don't yet have the first book or you don't know anything about it, know that it's available on Amazon. And you can also find out more about the book at our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash the sky was all purple. And when I say our, I mean that there are contributors in this book as well. And so I include them as obviously co-authors as they put all of their stories in and uh, vulnerably so. So I would love for you to read uh, the book and get their stories. And, and certainly, if you love it, review it on Amazon. Uh, but also send in your submissions. Any, If you didn't have a chance to send your love stories before or any experiences you've had uh, since, even if you were in the first book and you, and you still have more to say, by all means, send uh, your submissions my way or just send me an email uh, and ask for more information. Either way, Email your submissions or email your questions to Cherokee Cherie. That's Cherokee as in the Native American and then C-H-E-R-E at hotmail.com. You can find my email address on this page here at Girl Power Hour. You can also locate that on the Facebook page for this book. Again, it's facebook.com backslash the sky was all purple. And so again, next week I'll be rebroadcasting that show of The Table's Turn. Elizabeth Harbin talks to the host, author of a new Prince book. And so if you miss it, well, you'll be able to hear it next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central. And then on June 7th, of course, Psychic Wednesday. And Elizabeth Harbin will be with us. Actually, not a rebroadcast, but in reality with us. She will be discussing how to awaken and strengthen your spiritual gifts. And so if you are having prophetic dreams or if you've had them before, if you um, see colors or images when you close your eyes, if you have the ability to hear, sense, or see spirit, well, give us a call. And you can let Elizabeth Harbin help you understand why or help you understand how to strengthen those gifts. Um, or if you don't particularly feel that you have any of that, you just want to tune in and learn more about it or learn how to awaken your gifts, because we all have them. It's just about whether or not you want to wake them up. Uh, then you can listen and learn how to awaken and strengthen those gifts. And again, the number to call 602-753-1589, so put that in your notes as you are marking down a reminder to tune in on June 7th for that show. And then I'm going to skip to June 21st. 
to let you all know that relationship coach Valerie Green will be back with us on uh, June 21st, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central, and she will be giving free relationship advice to callers. So, again, make sure that you keep that number down, 602-753-1589. You can always call during any show with any questions you may have. You can certainly call today if you'd like specific information from Jamie Lerner. Um, But to Jamie Lerner, I want to say, first of all, thank you, Jamie, for being on the show with us. And let me just give a real quick bio for her in case you missed her last time. She uh, is a life coach and a co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. She's a Chicago resident, so she's coming to us from the Windy City, and I honestly always think that Lubbock, where I am, is the Windy City, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) She was on the show last time to discuss everyday endless opportunities. Uh, You probably don't have nearly as much dust as we do, but uh, certainly we definitely have a lot of wind. Um, Today she's going to talk to us, as I said earlier, about ways to live our best life, and I know she has many many ways to give us, and and obviously, you know, we're all uh, inundated right now with just a whole lot of negative. I was telling Jamie before we started the show that I personally don't even own a television. I know a lot of people crazy and insane, but I have have just never really enjoyed just sitting down and getting stuck in front of the TV, uh, not since I was a little kid, and and I honestly have felt that the the media is so involved and just really spinning a lot of negative stories. It just weighs down my energy, so I I killed my television a long time ago, and it doesn't mean that I don't watch movies. I have Hulu. I have Netflix, so I love movies. Um, I love documentaries, but and there are certainly, you know, some things. I have a guilty pleasure, Grey's Anatomy, but outside of that, I I don't really want to uh, get involved with all the news and stuff, and of course, I'm on Facebook, and I have a lot of different um, Facebook pages that I run because I have a lot of different things that I do, and I have recently, I'm very grateful and honored to have, have a personal assistant that was brought in that's been very helpful with the social media aspects. So I haven't even had to be on Facebook other than just to check in with messages and um, post paintings and stuff like that that I am producing. And so it's been a nice break. And I know a lot of friends have been taking breaks from social media during this time. I'm sure that's one thing we can certainly do, but I know Jamie has so many things for us to do and keep in mind with regard to living our best life, so I want to jump right in. Jamie, again, thank you so much for being with me again today. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to be back. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what kind of advice could you give our listeners about, you know, ways to live our best life? I know that's kind of a broad subject, but just what kind of advice could you give us in terms of, how we can go through our lives and really try to live our best life and be mindful of, you know, what we're doing and and how our energy is affected and so forth and so on. Well, first I'd like to say that I don't give advice. What I do do is inspire people and um, give them an opportunity to think about things a little differently. And I like to call it for your ongoing consideration because I think that um, it's important for people to uh, navigate in such a way that they feel inspired through what resonates them with them. So, like um, yeah, I like. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that we have all different kinds of choices in terms of uh, media. I think that to suggest that there is a negative media is to automatically create. Um, a disconnection within us um, because 
there is media that resonates with us and there's media that doesn't resonate with us. And for us to begin to understand really by staying connected to ourselves, you know, what disconnects us and what keeps us connected. And we are pretty quickly able to make that determination for ourselves. And that's all we need to do is make it for ourselves. So if you are watching something and you're feeling paralyzed, then you know that whatever it is that you're watching, even if it's for that moment, that is disconnecting you. And then you have a choice. You really have an opportunity to ask yourself, In this disconnected state, do I want to relax into it and just feel paralyzed? Or would I prefer to change the station and to find something that resonates with me in a different way? So to begin to just kind of change the language, I think, a little bit, gives us kind of a way to take a breath and not to feel so um, anxious about all the options and choices that we have in terms of tuning into whatever that daily news that is 24-7, actually. Um, So that's just one thing that, you know, wanted to suggest. Well, I love that. First of all, I love that you're kind of all, well, you are definitely letting people know that they need to be their own guru. Um, I love that because, you know, there are some people that, you know, obviously there are not everybody that watches the news is affected the way that I am. Um, I'm an empath and I feel a lot of stuff and I see a lot of things that just really, it's just difficult for me to sit with it and and not be just truly. Now, in some ways, of course, when I'm affected, it's because I need to be. I mean, you need to be proactive and you need to be involved, need to do whatever you can to help. Those are situations where I know we need to know what's going on in the world so that we can be a help. But I think there's also times in my personal life where I've got to focus on the things I need to get done to put light in the world so I can't focus on the things that are happening that are putting darkness on the world because I, I won't be doing my work. And so I, I I understand that it kind of comes in phases for some people too. And that's why it's important, like you said, to really pay attention to what resonates with you and not necessarily what resonates or doesn't resonate with someone else, but how it sits with you. So it's about being self-aware. I love that. Right, and then making the choice because some of us at a certain time would say, no, I'm just going to sit here and allow this to consume me. I need to feel paralyzed right now. And I think that's fine. Give yourself permission to do so. But I guess the problem that I have is when people feel like they're a victim to news or a victim to social media. There are no victims. Right. It's a clear choice. And give yourself permission to be consumed if that's what you're choosing to do. But to feel that somehow, um, you know, news is creating a situation for you that you're a victim to, I think that really takes away our personal responsibility and right. the choices Agreed. that we have to make. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree with um, you 100%, and I love that. I love that you're putting the accountability on us, like as individuals, that, you know, we we all have that accountability. And like you said, it's not the media. It's, you know, we have a choice. Uh, like, it's not, we're not a victim to that. So if it's something that it doesn't resonate, then don't watch it or don't involve. And like you said, if you feel like you want to be consumed by it, I mean, there was certainly a time and the last time we were speaking, I was completely consumed by it, and I was very proactive about, 
you know, everything I was writing about was what was going on in the world. That's where I needed to be at the time. And that's where I wanted to be at the time. But now I don't want to be there. So, like, it's the same thing. I completely understand, and I, and I love it, and I think that's great. You're putting that accountability on the individuals to make that choice. There's a process called selective sifting, which it is a practice because we do have to practice it. But it's a way of staying connected to ourselves and feeling really good so that everything that we see, everything that we hear, everything that we are choosing to put our attention on, we're always able to see only the upside. So it does require a practice, although there's so much freedom when you get the hang of selective sifting because it allows you to be with anybody at any time, no matter what their political views are, no matter what their personality traits are, no matter what, whatever it is that they're saying, because you're only focusing on the parts of the conversation that are resonating with you. And it also allows us to have no judgment. So it's a really that. cool practice um, and yeah. something I really encourage people to do. Okay, tell us how to do that, because I would love to know more about it. I love the idea that it takes out that judgment, too. That that's something that, you know, I, I myself, I, I, you said watch our language, you know, change our language, watch our language, think about the language. I have to be mindful of my words daily, because I, I hear things come out of my mouth, and I'm like, wow, there was a lot of judgment in that statement, <laughs> and that's not what I intended. But, and so I you know, but it's, you know, it's something that I'd like to learn about. But in that moment, you're getting really important feedback about where you are. The only time mm-hmm. that we're in a place of judgment is when we're disconnected from ourselves. So if we find ourselves saying things that are judgmental, it's such a wonderful opportunity to say, oh, my goodness, thank you. I am disconnected in this moment. And in mm-hmm. that moment, then you have the choice to really reconnect yourself with yourself because in the connected state, there is no judgment. There really isn't. Yeah. Um, and usually the disconnected state is when we're criticizing ourselves. And as we're criticizing right. ourselves, then we're seeing all these other things outside of ourselves to be critical of. So it's, it's great when we catch ourselves and, and then have the opportunity to say, okay, how can I hook myself back up with myself? So that right. I'm more allowing, allowing of other people's, what, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, and clearer about my intention for what I'd like to be doing for and with myself. I love that. So it's a good thing then when we're self-aware, at least we're being self-aware. We can catch that and say, okay, you know, like for me personally, that makes me feel better. <laughs> that I caught myself. Yeah. And I'm able to, to and look at it and go, okay, laugh where am about I it. How can I reconnect? Yeah, laugh about it. And, that's the other thing, too, I think, you know, we've got to remember, we've got, we got to go a little easy on ourselves. I know that's one thing that a lot of uh, people struggle with is just giving themselves space to be and not continually criticizing ourselves or trying to be perfect. I mean, we are, you know, we're perfect in, in who we are, so we don't have to sit there and constantly 
um, you know, criticize ourselves or, or judge ourselves about how we're speaking or how we're living, but just allowing yourself to be. And, and that is something to take in, that whenever you find yourself doing that, just laugh about it and try to move forward and do something different and make sure that you're reconnecting with yourself. So and tell us about this selective sifting. How do we do this? What is this process? Well, it really starts with a place of connection with yourself. So um, if you're on Facebook and you're very connected to yourself and you're feeling pretty good about yourself, it's so interesting how you will not even um, notice the negative posts. They will just like, you know, okay. you'll see them, but they won't resonate with you, so you'll just move along. You'll move along, you move along, right. you move along. So it, but right. when you are feeling disconnected and irritated, every negative post you see, you will literally, you will see it, you will hang on to it, you will resonate with it, and then on to the next and on to the next and on to the next. So mm-hmm. um, from our place of connection, we really are so clear about what we're looking for. We're looking for things outside of ourselves that are giving us information that is assisting us in staying connected. So Mm -hmm. Channel 4 yesterday, they posted what had happened in Manchester. But the way they posted it is about all the helpers, all the people that came to help the victims of this horrible thing that occurred. And so that's what I posted on Facebook, you know, and Channel 4 was very clever about really that's where everyone's attention went to the amazing people of Manchester who, you know, raised their hand and said, you know, I have food, I have shelter, I have transportation, how can I help you? And for me, that was such a helpful way to understand what had happened yesterday, as opposed Most to definitely. reading mainstream media, which went over the incident with really visual imagery that would have done nothing for me except shut me down. Now, if I'm shut right. down, I'm no, I'm no good to myself, and I'm no good to anybody mm-hmm. else either. So right. how do I stay connected? And then what, what do I look for? that will resonate with my state of already being connected. And right. it really happens quickly when you're clear about how you feel and what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So you can practice I agree. Yeah, I when that. you're just having a conversation with family. You can practice when you're reading the newspaper. You can practice when you're listening to, you know, to even a commercial. You know, sometimes, you know, you're watching a commercial and you, you realize, like, this does not resonate with me. Well, then just move along. You know, switch the channel yeah. to the next whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it becomes a very intuitive process over time because you've practiced yourself into knowing and being very sensitive to the moments of connection and disconnection, what resonates with you and what doesn't. Right. Yes, and I think that that's something very important to understand the difference. You said something about, you know, when you're on Facebook, for instance. Poor Facebook. I'm giving it a lot of times. I, I don't mean to. I love Facebook. Facebook is a, is a mean, great just, tool. It's I a great it. tool. It, it is a van, fantastic tool. And it's a, 
Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of inspiration and there's a lot of ways to connect with people and there's so I'm not at all slamming. But what I'm saying here is that I know that a lot of people complain about the negativity on Facebook and as you said earlier, well, if it really doesn't resonate with you at all, get off of it. It's a choice, right? It's your choice. Or stay on it and continue to let it be that experience, but understand that you have a choice in it. But the well, other thing that you're saying but you can just is scroll that, to the next post. You can just you can exactly. stay on Facebook and, and never see that negativity. Just scroll to the next post, exactly. the next post, the next post. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what that's the second piece is that you're saying and that's what I love. And that's that's even, you know, years ago whenever uh I initially got on, that's something that I've always kind of not I guess I've just never really understood. I've always done that and I've never understood the issue, you know, if people have a problem with something, I've always been like, Well then scroll past it. I mean, I don't really if that's right. what your mouse is for, you know, that's what your thumb on your phone is for. Like, just move past it. There's no reason to get stuck on it. I mean, my goodness, everybody has different thoughts and different ways of seeing things and different perspectives. And like you said, if it doesn't resonate, move on. Um, for me personally, as we discussed earlier, m- me getting off of it and not having much to do with it now is more about the fact that I'm a lot more productive and the light that I want to put out into the world um, than I am when I'm sitting on Facebook. And I do tend to get involved in conversation because I am a conversational person and I do like to communicate and I also like to express my thoughts very clearly and post them all the time. But if I'm doing that, then I'm not writing the things I need to write or painting the things I need to paint. And that's more about personal, like you said, what resonates, what doesn't, where you are, where you're not. Right. All of those things are important to understand. But what I love about what you're saying as well is that you can selective sifting is about being connected to yourself, understanding where you are, having a self awareness in that piece. And then when you're sitting with, let's say, a family member and there's something being shared that doesn't resonate with you, well then, you know, you can either if you sit there and engage in that, well that's gonna take you to a different place. If you have that correct me if I'm wrong, but that's gonna take you to a different place. And it's no judgment on them. It's just that if this doesn't resonate with you and you engage in that then it's not, it's not necessarily going to keep you connected where you are. If you if there's something that they share that is very that does resonate with you, and then you you know engage in that, well then that is going to increase that conversation, the one that resonates with you, rather than the other one that doesn't. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, but interestingly enough, if something doesn't resonate with you, you don't even hear it. Ah, okay. It's like it's it's you don't hear it at all. It it doesn't. It's like it it's not even being said. So you know you're you're present, but you're, that just is not something that's part of your um, vibrational um, frequency. So you don't even really hear it. Right. So at a certain point, though, if something isn't resonating with you, it's a wonderful thing to excuse yourself from a conversation. But it even feels better to excuse yourself without judgment. To just in your yeah. own mind, say, you know, this doesn't feel good for me. You know, I'm going to excuse myself right now, but not because of the other person and what they're saying, just because it's not resonating with you. So just to excuse yourself without right. judgment. Then you stay connected with yourself. Those people do whatever they're doing, and everyone feels good. Right. So you're saying I shouldn't roll my eyes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, that, well, if you're, let me say this. If you are rolling your eyes and you catch yourself, then you're disconnected in that moment. Because in your connected yes. state, 
it, it probably won't even occur to you that whatever this conversation is that's going on in your present, it, that it really has anything to do with you. I mean, it's, right. it's almost like you're Swiss, Switzerland, you know. So often mm-hmm. I'll be in a conversation with a bunch of people and I won't even have heard, you know, 80% of the conversation. And then when it's all over, someone will say, did you hear such, a, such and such? And I'll be like, no, I didn't. I mean, it had <laughs> nothing to do with me, where I am, who I am, so I didn't even hear it. And so if yeah. you think about it, this is what children do all the time. Children are so brilliant. They really are. They selectively sift all the time. They That's choose true. what to hear and what not to hear. And for me, that's the most amazing example. And I love it. So, that's true. I never thought about that. I think it, it had always been referred to as selective hearing, but really it's selective sifting because you're right. They do pay exactly. attention to what has to do with them and what, has, and what resonates with them, what they're curious about, exactly. what they're interested in, the, the things that they love, but they don't hear anything yeah. they don't love and anything they don't like. They don't well, even this hear is it. true. Exactly. And it's, it's wonderful and brilliant. And we can learn so much from our children, any child for that matter. So mm-hmm. I, I really encourage it as a practice and as a process because it, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful way to move about the world without judgment and to be with anyone at any time if we're choosing to do so. Yeah, I love that. That's a great, that's something I think my, you know, that's something that I personally want to begin practicing. I know in some ways I may be already doing it, but just the idea of of really being aware of it and learning the term and just understanding um, how, you know, you can really be in a situation and conversation and be 100% present, You're completely mindful and completely there in the moment. But if there's something being said that doesn't resonate with you, it's not even that you're going to roll your eyes about it. It's that you're not even going to hear it. It's and there's no judgment in it. It's you won't hear it. No, not, you won't. Yeah, you hear won't it. hear it. It's not. It doesn't resonate. I love that. And looking to children, what a wonderful thing. I mean, we know, you know, throughout time, people have always said like that's really who we need to look to for the answers because they come in. Yeah. You know, they're they're, they're so very much connected to spirit. They're brilliant when they come in. Yeah. They don't that no one's tainted that or tarnished that, and so they definitely they are our guides. For sure, and uh, that's that's yeah. brilliant, a brilliant example, and a good way to to look at it. Now, I've already written notes. You know, I always take notes when you're on, so I've already written this down. So, <laughs> selective sifting—that's the first thing I've got down here, and 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 how to do it. And I definitely want to make sure that everyone uh, tuning in has is taking notes as well. This is all good stuff. What else do you have for us in in terms of ways to live our best life? Because this is certainly. Uh, one of the best ways I can even think, knowing that you can go through this life and be present, be in the moment without that judgment. That's the key right there, the without judgment piece, because that makes you feel good. It makes the other person feel good. Nobody feels bad. Nobody feels criticized. Nobody feels judged. Everybody's still loved and accepted unconditionally. I love that. Right. Um, The other thing I think that is uh, really helpful is to mind your own business. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Because That's a good one. <laughs> we, spend, we spend so much time avoiding ourselves through having commentary about what everyone else is doing out there. And guess what? That is none of our right. business. <laughs> no, it so isn't. It is not. We tend to what's good for ourselves. 
we really don't care what anyone else is doing. And that really right. frees us up to live our best lives, um, not right. through comparison, not through uh, commentary, not through envy, not through any of those uh, things that disconnect us and take our attention away from our own selves. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that it's, um, that, that's always helpful to us. Uh, well, yeah. and I got to say that that's something that is extremely important. I don't think that, you know, people realize just how often that happens. I know for myself, I, you know, I was raised in a family that did this a lot, did, did not mind their own business. Um, and it, it was something that, I mean, I, I certainly judged it as a, as a younger person and not judgment as in like, uh, you know, not rolling my eyes. Well, I certainly had—I I certainly had a feeling that it wasn't okay. It wasn't—it didn't feel good. And you know, living in that home, I really didn't have a lot. I had choices of what to to attend to, but you know, you're living there. You can't do anything about it. So the energy was always kind of negative and low, and that's how it felt. It didn't feel good to be around that. I can say that I—I I have encountered and and learned, you know, from that experience that some people really get in the habit, like it's a habit of focusing on everyone else. And it, I don't, you know, again, I'm not trying to put a judgment on this or a label on this, but uh, in speaking of a term that I have, you know, certainly worked with in the past, the idea of codependency, I know a lot of times it comes from that sense of not wanting to focus on you, being very disconnected from you, and caring about you, like there's not a lot of self-care going on for yourself and focus on everyone else. In other words, sometimes mm-hmm. there is an intention of wanting to help or fix uh, other people and not necessarily wanting to help yourself. And then there's also just the, you know, gossip end of it as well. But regardless, as you said, it's none of your business. And it really is no, important to um, reconnect with you and practice self-care. Well, it would be helpful. That's what I can say. Uh, And also, (laughs) if you feel resentment towards others, I think that's a great indicator that you are not taking care of yourself because those people that are putting all of their attention, and most of that attention has not been asked for uh, on other people and what other people are doing, they, at the end of the day, feel so depleted and so resentful that they have nothing left for themselves. And the resentment, when that comes up, that's a really wonderful opportunity to get lovingly curious about yourself and ask yourself, you know, where is this coming from? Because Mm -hmm. resentment doesn't feel good. But 90% of what you put your attention on during that day has really not been solicited by another and it's been a way to avoid yourself. So even if you yeah. have that awareness and choose to do nothing about it, just the understanding, I think, is, is powerful. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, you said just now that that focus on others is really, an, it can be like an attempt to avoid yourself. Uh, I think that is key right there is just sitting with that and not judging yourself about, oh, like this is, this show isn't about tuning in and listening to all these things that you're doing and then beating yourself up for doing it. That's not what this is about. No, it's about realizing that, <laughs> realizing that this is happening and then going, oh, okay, so I let me figure out why it is that I'm 
you know, I'm disconnected or why, you know, let me focus more on myself. And, and like you said, lovingly so, that to become yeah. lovingly curious about yourself. Yeah. I love that. But, you know, none of this is a big deal. And I don't think any of us are broken. And I don't think there's anything wrong no. with anyone. It's just another um, way of looking at something to improve the moment-to-moment connection that you have with yourself and then go on to connect differently with other people if you want to. But, you know, Mm -hmm. these are all just choices. And the other thing is to give yourself permission to, like, have a wonderful life. Give yourself permission to be happy. Give yourself permission to be joyful. Give yourself permission to be successful, you know. Mm -hmm. we that's not going to come from the outside. I can tell you that. So, right. you know, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it, but when we're connected with ourselves, you know, and we're loving ourselves, then we feel inspired to live this great life. We feel inspired to be successful. We feel inspired yes. to be unconditionally giving to others. And all that feels great. Yes, it does. You know, but no one can do that for that us. Say that. No, we have to do it for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you say that. Give yourself permission to have, you know, that, that wonderful life. I can't tell you how often, um, even myself, I, rem- I may have talked about this uh, last time on the show. I don't recall, but I will just say it again if I did. Um, I was when I was in counseling for my own stuff and I was talking to my counselor about something, I was having a, a day where I just felt like a lot of energy and I was really like just on cloud nine, elated, and I was kind of hyper, not like hyperactive manic, but like just, you know, energetic and felt really, really good and I went into my session and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have a whole lot of energy. I'm wondering if there's something wrong. And I remember my counselor just staring at me for a while, and she finally just said, you're in a good mood, and why is that not okay? Like, it was like I was having a hard time allowing myself to be happy, you know, allowing myself to feel that, because I I hadn't felt it in so long, and there was some guilt or some what's wrong with me question going on about it, and I know that that same thing occurs with individuals who are having a successful life and they start to feel guilty about it. Like maybe I'm not supposed to, maybe I'm not, this is something I shouldn't feel good about. Maybe there's other people who aren't as successful. So maybe I shouldn't feel good about this. You know, I know that that happens and that's something that, like you said, you got to give yourself permission to have that. You know, I'd like to say something about that. When we are doing well in our lives, we don't really know how to um, engage other people in a way that we're actually sharing the success with them. We do it in such a way where we engage them and ask them to comment or to suggest something about what we're doing. So if I'm going to talk to someone about where I am in my life, what I would say is I'd like to share something with you. And what I'd like to share with them is just the sharing. There's no place for them to have a a suggestion about it, a remark about it, a comment about it, a criticism about it. It's just me sharing. But 
often people are so uncomfortable with their success that they'll ask a question about what they're doing. And, of course, then the whole peanut gallery has something to say about it. We're not really looking for a suggestion, but we are wanting to share. So if you want to tell someone something or ask someone something, first ask yourself, why? Why are you engaging this other person? What is the reason? And it's important to understand because you want to share, because you want their opinion, because you want their advice, because you want their blessing. What is it? And that's really helpful in terms of communicating with others. You're not really inviting them unless you are inviting them to give you their point of view. You don't need their point of view. You have a point of view. Would you like to share that? Then just say, I'd like to share my point of view. And that means you're not looking for their point of view or unless they say, oh, and now I'd like to share my point of view. And then that becomes a lovely discussion. Mm -hmm. So how do we engage others? That's an important question. And why? And what are we looking for? Those are good questions we should ask ourselves. Yes, I love that. And, I, you know, I think about that too, um, and, I, and I'm going to go back to my younger self, who I'm very grateful for. Man, she was she got me through a lot. Um, so I am at first, of course, expressing gratitude to her. But I just I know that some of the things that would go on in my younger self were that I, I would look to others for the answers that I had within. And I got to say, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, I know that you're not about <laughs> judging. I mean, I'm not, not at all putting judgment out there, but this was for my younger self. This was not good because what would end up happening, and I don't necessarily mean good versus bad. I mean, it just it didn't work out well because what would end up happening is that I would, I would say things like I would ask questions to everyone around me about my own life and my own journey and my own choices and my own decisions and things that I already had the answers to within. But I was so disconnected from myself that I was looking to everyone else for these answers. And every single person had a different answer. And so I was constantly second-guessing and questioning. And I never was able to just tune in and connect to the truth, which was within me, like that one answer that was already there. But what does so what I do know you that, that now, but like right now in your now as an adult, what do you think you were looking for as a child? What, what were you actually you know, wanting? I, I think I was wanting approval. I don't think I uh-huh. know. I was wanting approval. Uh-huh. I was wanting to know that um, what I was doing was approved of and that was validated. I wanted that validation and that approval. Now I get that within, but then I was trying right. to get it externally. Mm-hmm. And we're trained from a very early age to look outside of ourselves for that validation, which is unfortunate. Right. I mean, you know, but of course. But now as an adult that you're able to look back on that, I mean, it's so wonderful that you're able to know that you've known all along for yourself. And you Mm -hmm. so trust that now. And that's how you guide yourself and live your life, which is amazing. So, yeah. 
That's a wonderful sharing. Thank well, you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, there is something I know, like, even just a recent, uh, and there's been a lot of shifting and changing in my life over the last year. So spiritually speaking, and, and that's a, what that means is that I've just kind of, more of the holistic balance is there now than it was before. So I would say like maybe six months ago where I was really having a tough time, and I'm going to be honest, this is a vulnerable share here because I'm being very honest with everyone, listeners included, is that I did have, and I still do, you know, I, I have this tendency to uh, not judge myself, but like when I realize that I've done something that I feel like, man, I could have done that better, focus on that too much, <laughs> you know, rather than just going, okay, well, I learned from that. Now let's move forward. I, it's not that I stay in the past. It's just that whenever that little thought of it comes in again, or like let's say I see something happen with someone else, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I've done that. You know what I mean? Like that feeling of like, oh, man, I've done that. And I know, I know I've done that. I know I didn't feel good because I, I'll have an experience you know, where I can understand the other person's side of it, which is beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. That's like your way of really being empathetic and learning your effect and the effect that we have, you know, we're all connected. We all have effects on, on each other and the planet and the universe itself. So it's a beautiful thing. But I would like to know how, you know, for myself or my younger self and for anything in the future and for everyone listening, how do we sit with something and just let it, go and know that, okay, maybe I didn't do that in the way that would have been the best way. Maybe that was something that hurt someone. You know, I've, I've taken my accountability. I've, I've made my apologies. I've made them to the universe. Now how can I move forward? Like how do we realize that we're not, we're learning, that this is a learning process, that it's something that we daily are growing and learning and that we don't have to beat ourselves up for doing something not perfect. How do we, how do, we do that? Um, you know, I think that if we can see ourselves in our now, it's really helpful. Uh, you know, as children mm-hmm. from our families of origin, we drag all this vibrational residue into our now. Mm-hmm. And it's really not necessary. It creates a lot of unnecessary drama. So to see right. that as unnecessary drama and really having so little to do with your now, because in your now, the way you're living your life right now, there's really no room for that if you think about it. Right. So when that does come up, to just recognize it as vibrational residue and having nothing to do with what's going on right now. Because I think that understanding will give you permission to just move along, to skip along. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there are consequences. I think there are outcomes. And when we do something, if the outcome isn't what we intended or what we wanted, then we'll do it differently the next time and we'll have a different outcome. So yeah. take responsibility personally or to extend that to another. I mean, I'm the first one to apologize to someone. If I have in any way, you know, upset them or, um, you know, stepped on their toes, even though I know I don't have that power to do so. But, you know, I feel like, okay, if I can apologize for something, I'm happy to do that and then move along. Right. Now, if they choose to hang on to that, that's a choice that they have. So, right. you know, our 
our responsibility is in the delivery of something, not in the receiving of it. So if we've delivered a message to someone in a way that is from our disconnected self, okay, then we apologize and we move along. The moving along will definitely reconnect us. Right. So that is, you know, a conscious moment to shift, to just shift and pivot and to skip along in motion forward because hopefully that's where we're wanting to go is forward to the next opportunity to create a different outcome. I love, love, love that so much. I love that you said, first of all, my favorite term of the day other than selective sifting is vibrational residue. Um, because that makes sense to me. That totally resonates with me. The idea that when that pops up, it's just, it's just like residual energy in a, you know, a, a home from like a, where there's been a traumatic event. You can feel that energy. There's no haunting. It's just a residual energy. It's the same thing. It's this vibrational residue that's just coming through. You just clear it like you would anything else and move forward. I love that. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. that's empowering and that, that, that resonates with me because that's, I work with energy all the time and that's something, I mean, we all do, but you know, like that's my specific interest. And so I think that's something that really gets home for me is that when it comes up, if it comes up, it's just this vibrational residue that just needs to be cleared out. It's nothing that it's not like a, Oh, you need to sit and think about this. Why did you? Oh my gosh. No. Oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. That's why I'm not coming up for any other purpose than just to be clear. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's the other thing I love. You said that there's no consequences, only outcomes. That that yes. we don't have to have this negative spin on it. Um, that no, it's, just an it's a outcome moment, and, it's and then like on the to the next moment. Yeah. We yeah. make so much out of nothing most of the time. We create drama. Right. Is another way to avoid ourselves. That's, you know, it's, right. it's all self-created. And so if we're doing right. it, great. But just, you know, to acknowledge that, yeah, you know, we're creating this. And do we need to create it right in this moment? Maybe so. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's not something that's happening to us. We're doing it right. to ourselves unnecessarily and make the choice. Move along or stay there. Right. There's no wrong choice. But it is a choice. Right. Right. So we're not you know, I work with it. people yeah. right all the time that will tell me their current situation and you know I'll make a suggestion and I know that they have no intention of giving that up and I say to them you know I'm not going to take that away from you you have spent a long time really you know digging in about this current situation no one's going to take it away from you but understand that mm-hmm. you have created it so what do you right. want <laughs> right you know, that's a beautiful way to look at it, too, is um, when, you're, when you're thinking about a situation, rather than spinning in the victimization of it, well, the empowering piece is whether you choose to get out of that situation or stay in that situation, the empowering piece is realizing that you're choosing to be there. Exactly. So that's your exactly. choice. It feels great. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah. yeah. And once you acknowledge right. it, usually you're ready to move along. So. <laughs> It's right. really a win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah, I love that. Um, so I'm just going to recap some of the things that we have here. Um, one, selective sifting, which, again, uh, I love this term as well, and that this starts with a, a place of connection with yourself. And so 
that's the thing. You have to have that connection with self and realizing that when you're in that connected state, there's no judgment. So um, if something comes in that doesn't, you know, resonate with you, if you really do, if you're really practicing this, this process is really coming along, so you're not even going to hear it. It's not even going to be there. You're certainly not going to judge anything that comes through. It's just not going to resonate with you, and you're not going to engage with it. But most likely you won't even hear it because it's not on your vibrational level, and then it, and, and that's just something that won't resonate. Um, and remember, as Jamie said, children do selective sifting all the time, so if you're not really clear on it, just look to children. They are our guides. They certainly know how to selectively sift because they, they don't pay attention to anything they don't love that doesn't interest them, they're not curious about, that they don't want to do. If it's, it's not something that resonates with them, they're not going to hear it. And, um, and you certainly know that if you're a parent, you watch them do that all the time, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and then, two, mind your own business. <laughs> I love that one, too. Um, <laughs> I, I would probably put a curse word in there just to make that very clear. Um, yeah, tend to right. what's good for yourself only. Like really only only tend to what's good for you and and uh, live your best life not through comparison or commentary or envy. Uh, just, just live your life and don't concern yourself with the lives of others. And, and not, I mean, unless, of course, you they're asking you for your help. But otherwise, I mean, most of the time, as Jamie said, when you're focusing on everyone else, that's, not solicited. People are not asking for that. So when you're doing that, it tends to be uh, an, an effort to uh, avoid yourself. And so it's very important to just stop and get lovingly. That's the key. Lovingly curious about yourself and, and why it is that you're disconnected. And if you feel resentment toward others, uh, Jamie says, you know, that, that, that's going to make you feel depleted. And I know personally resentment I certainly had that in my life and and uh immediately got some help to get rid of it because that will eat you alive that is that is a poisonous thing mm-hmm. to have in your life uh resentment's uh it's not good not good and it doesn't really hurt the other person it just hurts you so no, there's no doesn't. point in keeping it that's yeah. uh and but you you know you said resentment is an opportunity when you feel that come up then get lovingly curious about your status resentment is about and if you need to seek some help like I did to, to get rid of it by all means do uh, make sure that you seek a loving process uh, unconditionally accepting process someone that is going to give you lots of love in the process of letting that go and then um, number three let's give yourself permission to have a wonderful life that's a big one I again I can't state that enough I know that a lot of people, and I said, you know, earlier, myself included, my younger self included, I don't have a problem with it now, but my younger self had a problem with even just feeling happy, like really, really happy and wondering what, do I have a disorder? I mean, is this a mood disorder because I'm suddenly <laughs> feeling great? Um, you know, I had to try to diagnose it, something bad. It's like, no, you're just having a good day. It's a good thing. Um, you know, that's something that I know people struggle with the idea of being successful as you know and and i don't want to say that men don't struggle with this too of course they do but women especially have a tough time with that um being successful and and is it okay that i'm successful can i be successful and can i have this wonderful life and even if it's not you know i know there are women too that that are you know living their lives the ways that they choose to live it and they're being stay-at-home moms and they have a husband who's really successful and 
they're wondering, is it okay for me to have this successful life in this, like, home, even though I'm not the one that purchased it? Have a wonderful life, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. If it's wonderful and if it's yeah. happy and it's beautiful, then it's your gift and you deserve it. And by all means, let yourself live it. And that's a wonderful thing. Um, and then I'm yeah. making these little notes because I, I love this again. Uh, the no consequences. There are no consequences, only outcomes. And that's important to share with yourself and with your kids, um, that we have yeah. outcomes that we may not like and we may not love and some that we may love. Um, but no consequences. And that when we are in a situation, and Jamie, you said this on the last show, so we're saying this again because this is so important. When you are in a situation and it's not resonating with you, it's not working out for you, but you're not willing to let it go, okay, don't let it go. But realize that you're choosing it. And once you realize that it's your choice to be in that situation and that you, you're choosing that, that's the empowering part is that you, yes. you are choosing to be there, and so there's no victimization. You know, you're making that choice, and that's where you are. So as long as you realize that it's your choice, then that's the empowering piece, chosen to be yes. there. So that's where you're choosing yes. to stay. And that's okay. Yeah. 100% okay. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, again, you know, Jamie, you, you give me so many. I mean, I seriously, I'm sitting here with, I always bring a, I have to have a notebook when you're on because I seriously just take so many notes for myself and, and for listeners. And then, you know, just, again, anybody that I work with or any of my friends, I always recommend to listen to, to, to this show, which I learned. There's so much information. Thank I you. do want to ask quickly before this show ends up, no, thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you from me. Thank you from the universe. Thank you from everyone listening because you're putting out such light and such love and so much unconditional love, which is something that's so needed in this world. And I, I just appreciate your soul and your spirit so much. Can you please tell the listeners how to get in touch with you, how to, how to keep up with anything you're doing, if they were wanting to talk with you, how could they reach you? I have a website, www.jamie-lerner.com. And there's just cool stuff on there. And one of the things that is really cool is the archives. Um, I did a wish for and most welcome website a while ago where I had people writing questions and then I, um, I, then I submitted the question and the answer and posted on the website. And it's really interesting to see the questions and then the answers. And it goes under categories like sex and trust and love and self-love and there's just a million categories so it's it's another way to kind of tap into this for your ongoing consideration alternative um, way of looking at things and just be easy with yourself because you know everyone's doing just fine take a breath yeah take a breath in take a breath out laugh a little Mm -hmm. laugh a lot life is beautiful (laughs) and amazing and it really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Truly is. It is very beautiful. It is a gift, and and it's something that we are to celebrate and to enjoy. And it is. It, you are right. It's absolutely beautiful. And so are you. So thank you so much again for being on the show, and thank you everyone that's listening for tuning in. And I hope that you got some really valuable information today. I know that I did, um, and I can't thank you enough for that, Jamie. And I do hope that 
you'll all reach out and uh, check out the website for Jamie Lerner because there's so much information there, and I just want you to information, just wonderful, loving, bright white light information. That's just <laughs> wonderful things that you're giving and putting out into the world. I love it so much. Uh, just a quick reminder again, there will not be a show, a guest, or anything next week other than the rebroadcast. So what that means is that there's nothing new coming on, but if you did miss, um, the show where Elizabeth Harvard interviewed me about the Prince book, by all means, tune in. Uh, that will be rebroadcasted next week. And then, of course, on June 7th, we'll have Elizabeth Harvard in for Psychic Wednesday. So if you're experiencing any of your psychic gifts, which we all have spiritual gifts, every single one of us do, um, if yours have been awakened and they've been there for a long time, if you're not really sure what's going on, by, by all means, call us, 602-753-1589 on June 7th. And talk to Elizabeth Harbin and she can give you information about not only what's going on and why, but how you can strengthen those gifts and protect yourself in using them. And if you don't have any of that going on and it's not necessarily awakened yet, well, tune in and find out how to awaken it and how to strengthen it because we all need to use the gifts we were given. It makes this life even more beautiful than we already know it to be. Thank you again, Jamie. Thank you again, everyone listening. And I will be talking to you not next Wednesday because that's rebroadcast, but on June 7th at 3 p.m. Central. Everyone have a wonderful week and have and allow yourself to have a wonderful life. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.